5.46. Bell bows down, Nebo stoops low. Their idols are borne by beasts of burden. The images that are carried about are burdensome, a burden for the weary. They stoop and bow down together, unable to rescue the burden. They themselves go off into captivity. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all you who remain of the house of Israel, you whom I have upheld since you were conceived and have carried since your birth. Even to your old age and grey hairs, I am he. I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. So this morning's going to be a little bit different. Uh, those who are used to, those who are regulars here and used to my preaching, uh, there'll be a few differences this, this morning. Uh, to, this morning's more a bit of a personal sharing testimony thing, and also it's going to be shorter. Um, so you can say amen to that, and I encourage you to hold me to that. Um, and so uh, I'm going to pray, and then i uh, just got some stuff to share that's part of my personal journey, but will lead back to what Kitch has read for us this morning. Mm. So, Father, I pray that you would um, speak through me this morning, though this morning is, is part testimony, part story time, part uh, unpacking a Bible passage. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would speak through all of it, that um, in, in each of it, there would be something for us to grab onto and to learn and grow and be transformed by you and your word and your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so, this morning, I just sharing some, some personal journey about carrying heavy loads. Um, so who has ever, in, in the physical, I'm not talking metaphorical yet or, or spiritual yet, but who's ever carried something that's just like, oh, I shouldn't have started carrying this, this is way too heavy for me. Um, uh, so yesterday, um, with the encouragement of my wife, I, we spent the day cleaning out the garage um, because it, as, as happens for a lot of us, the garage becomes the, let's just stick it in the garage place, and then the garage just gets full of stuff that you probably should have just thrown out to start off with or given to um, one of the, the charitable op shops in town, including um, our own bus. Uh, but anyway, we had a garage clean out, and so we, I was taking some stuff to the tip, um, and around the back of our house, we've had an old washing machine that broke down and we replaced um, that I hadn't thrown out yet, and I was, I was fired up with this cleaning, and so I decided I'm going to throw out the washing machine, and um, it was a bit beyond me, so I had to limp and drag it um, to the trailer and kind of slide it in up over the, the side of the trailer to get it in um, there. But my best memory of someone carrying something that was beyond them and unnecessary um, was when I was uh, in my late teens um, with my brother, who was a couple of years older than me. We were playing cricket in our backyard. Um, we lived on the farm with, with mum and dad, and dad had just gone off up the back to check some fences. And about, I don't know how long later, probably a couple hours later, dad comes back lathered in sweat, um, sh- looking completely exhausted, lugging kind of step by step this pump jack, a pump, the motor that sits on top of a pump. Um, Because while he'd been up there checking the fences, walking around, he'd realised the pump wasn't working and so the feed troughs weren't filling up. And and so he he laboured it back and it took him, you know, at least an hour, an hour and a half to drag it back this, it was probably about, you know, 70, 80 kilos of seeing that mice, you know, and you think, oh, if your dad's like me, those who have met my dad, he's like this. He's not a large man. And so Dad was carrying back and my brother and I, we were large teenagers or he, my brother was an adult. And we just thought, Dad, why, why are you carrying that by yourself? Um, firstly, you've got 
two large sons here that could have helped you. And also, you've got two tractors, you've got a, a Hilux ute here, and, and so, but, so Dad, was just, he was there, so he decided to carry it back. And, and so that's been emblazoned in my mind about what it looks like to carry something that you don't need to carry. And so uh, we can remember Jesus' words that say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And, um, and so I just remember that picture of Dad laboring beyond what he should have been laboring to lug this thing that he could have had help with. Um, and so that's the first picture I want to put in your mind of just, just laboring beyond your ability. Um, and that it turns out that I remember that because it's also something that I've inherited from my dad um, is that, well... Why ask for help if you can you know, struggle and do it yourself? Um, and so I want to share with you that I resigned five, five or six times throughout December. Um, I didn't share that with the deacons. I didn't share that with Steve. That was just between me and God. And it was, resign's a nice word. Uh, I, I said to God, I quit. I am done with this. I can't carry it anymore. And so that, that had to do with a bunch of things I've been running the carols for the last few years, leading that team, and so that's always a, a fairly big stress in December on top of normal December stuff. Um, there was a shift in venue, which was, you know, it had rained, but it wasn't going to be raining, but we couldn't be on the Oval, so we had to go to the hall, and that triggered some conflict amongst a few things, and um, there was some other stuff that was happening, and um, I'd had a pretty big year as well, and then, then um, this morning's not about our church finances, but the church finance situation kind of hit me like a ton of bricks as well, and, and so I resigned about five or six times um, throughout December and saying, I can't carry it anymore. Um, and, you know, the, the plan was, well, I'll just keep going for a little bit, <laughs> I'll get through December, and then I'm, I'm done. Uh, and um, they were the kind of resignations that you knew you weren't going to quit, but you know, you needed to hand in your resignation. And, and so there was a, the Friday morning before Christmas, I'd had a busy week and, and I was, I was got, I'd, I'd kept Friday clear before Christmas because I'd done the outlines and I had the ideas in my head for, for Sunday and then Christmas Day the day after, but I'd kept Friday clear just to, to prepare those messages and, and on Friday I just I couldn't do it. And part of it was, was what's the point? Um, you know, this is, this is pointless was, the, was the, the words in my head. Um, but also I just felt like I, I couldn't do it. Um, and so part of that story is that uh, most, most weeks, at least four or five times a week, I, I get up about 5, 5.30 and do a morning devotion and spend time with the Lord and do some stuff with God and, and, and maybe do a bit of um, work myself at that time before the kids wake up. And I just hadn't done that for a couple fortnights. I was just struggling to get out of bed at seven when the children woke up um, and was dragging myself out of bed then uh, and, and so on this Friday morning I just felt like and I'm not I'm not I'm not I can't carry it God I'm not I'm not getting up I'm not doing my devotions I'm not doing the work uh, and so I had this this throughout the whole day on that Friday and I got home and um, we'd had a beautiful kind of Christmas gift and cards from the Biddles who we fared well um, uh, at the end of last year and there was a card specifically for me from Emma who um, some people know her journey, some don't but there'd been some time spent with Emma uh, working through some stuff with her and it was just a really encouraging card in the midst of me feeling like, what's the point? I give up. Um, it was just a really encouraging card from someone saying, 
you know, you've, you've helped to change my life around some stuff. And it's like that was kind of a kept going. And then um, Christy put my, my favourite almost worship song um, on, on, on the speaker we have at home, which is um, it's a John Mark McMillan song. Um, it's kind of straight out of Christ, uh, Scripture. And the words begin, um, the first verse is along the lines of, there's not a man or a beast, um, there's not a star or a spiritual being, I can't remember, or an angel of darkness or something like that, that can separate me from your love. Um, and and the, the chorus I love, partly because I just love this guy's voice, but it's, I could lay my head in Sheol, which is a Hebrew word for the grave, um, or, and metaphorically has that sense of, of, of hell. I could lay my head in Sheol, I could make my bed in the bottom of the darkness deep, there's not a place I could escape from you. Your heart won't stop chasing after me. Um, but the version Christy had put on was also, it was a YouTube version um, off YouTube and, and it was a live version and they, they off the back of that started to sing parts of that song, um, Stand By Me. Um, and, and so, and they were just singing, I won't be afraid, I won't be afraid, as long as you stand by me, I won't be afraid. Uh, and so in the midst of that, that was uplifting my spirit a bit, but I just felt like God say to me, you don't carry me, I carry you. And so I've been feeling, I haven't been doing my devotions. I'm not, I'm not kind of coming, like I've been praying, of course. Um, well, not of course, but I have been praying. But they hadn't been like, God's going to come through prayers. They've been, I'm, I'm, I'm done, God. I'm done. You've got to do something here, God. And, and so God just said to me, you don't carry me, I carry you. You don't carry me, I carry you. And, and so... These first verses of Isaiah 46 are, are some of my favorite passages of Scripture. And if you've been in part of this church for a while, you'll know I say that about, about 100 million different parts of Scripture. But, but Isaiah 46, 1 to 4, God just reminded me of that. In, in saying that to me, He just put this, verse, this passage on my heart. And it's a, it's a passage I've preached from before. But um, as Kitch read for it, it begins, Bell bows down, Nebo stoops low, their idols are borne by beasts of burden, their images... Uh, that are carried about are burdensome, a burden for the weary. They stoop and bow down together, unable to rescue the burden. They themselves go off into captivity. And so that might not make much sense to you unless you know who Bell and Nebo are. Who, who you know, without being too theo- theologically arrogant, who knows who Bell and Nebo are? You've got like a couple, it's kind of the person who's done a the- other one of the other people in the room who's done a theological degree remembers so. Bel and Nebo are the, the gods of Babylon, two of the main gods of Babylon. And so what this is talking about um, is this God is essentially, through his prophet, mocking the gods of Babylon. Because when Babylon is destroyed by the Persians, Babylon's gods can't save them. But not only can Babylon's gods not save them, they have to be rescued by the Babylonians themselves. And so the image that God's speaking through the prophets here is of the Babylonians fleeing Babylon, their city, having to rescue the images of their gods that they had made themselves. And so later in Isaiah 46, it goes on to mock these gods more and more and saying, you know, that they were just lumps of wood that were carved by human hands and, 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 and now they have to be rescued. And, and so... Yahweh, the, the one only true God, is saying, any other God but me is something that you have to carry. It's something that's a burden, something that you serve because they need you. And then it goes on in, in verse 3 
says, Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all that you who remain in the house of Israel. I just want to pause there and, and just remind us of the scripture in Corinthians that says, All God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus. And so anything that's pro- promised to, to Abraham or the people of Israel um, is, is a promise to us through Jesus. These promises are yes and amen to us through Jesus. And so he says, listen to me, you whom I've upheld since you were conceived and have carried since your birth, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. And so God is saying that unlike the Babylonian gods, Bel and Nebo, who were made by human hands, God made us. Unlike the Babylonian gods who uh, need to be carried by human hands, God carries us. Unlike the Babylonian gods that need to be rescued by the people that made them, God rescues us. And so God reminded me of this passage that, that I don't carry him, he carries me. I don't carry him, he carries me. And so I want to say this morning, if there's something that you have to carry, if there's something that you have to rescue, then it's not God. If you have to carry it, if when the city is sacked and burning in ruins, if you have to rescue it, then it's not God. I'm not saying that there aren't things that are worth carrying and rescuing, but if you have to carry it, if you have to rescue it, it's not God. And if that thing is something that you are worshipping, then it's become an idol in your life. If you have to carry it, if it's on you to rescue, then it's not God. And so what happens and what has kind of... I've ent- I'd, I'd realised I'd entered this headspace during December of... of I've got to do this prayer thing and I've got to do this devotion thing and I've got to do this, you know, this thing, this preparing thing and I've got to do this thing and this thing because I need to, to carry this thing. And so what happens that though, though prayer is vital and we've talked a lot about that last year, prayer is so key in the life of a believer to, to, to pray is to be Christian and to be Christian is to pray. To to do, spend devotional time, and if, if you don't know what I mean by that, devotional time just means spending time in the Word and reflecting on it, and I do a bit of journaling on it. It's, it's time devoted one-on-one to God. To do devotional time um, can become an idol. It can become something that we think we have to do to hold, hold God up. Even coming to church can become an idol. We think, I've got to get to church because I've, I've got to support God. I've got to keep the God brand happening. And what we forget when we enter into that mind space is that these things aren't a means of us carrying God, they are a means of God carrying us. We don't pray so that we can sustain God, we pray so that God can can sustain us. We don't spend time in devotion, one-on-one with God so that that, God gets His attention for the day and feels okay. We spend time devoted one-on-one with God so that He can nourish us, that He can carry us. We don't come to church to kind of support the God brand and keep God's numbers up. We come to church because we can't live and be vital as followers of Jesus apart from gathering together for worship.
And so these things are a means of God carrying us, not the other way around. And we can remember Romans 8.26. Or if you don't remember it, I'll read it for you right now. It says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And, and so if we're in the headspace like I was, of like, oh, I'm just not praying good enough to, to, to get this thing happening, then we need to be reminded of those words that even when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit is helping us praying that which words cannot express. You don't carry God. He carries you. Uh, just like my dad went up to the back paddock and, and uh, saw that weight that needed to be carried and instead of reaching out and, and, and seeking help and, and support, just like I did with the washing machine, like I said, I'm a father's son, instead of uh, reaching out and seeking support, uh, we often get that to that place in our lives we often get to that place in our lives where where our 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 thinking shifts and we think i've got to carry this and god wants to say to us i think this year and saying to me and to all of us he wants us to be carried he wants us to be carried that doesn't mean that there'll be never times of hard work and digging in and, and 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 putting our hand to the plow but we never do it because God needs it of us. Just like in our giving, we don't give because God lacks. He says He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We give because we, we honour Him, we worship Him, and He's chosen that that's the way that He resources His kingdom, is through His people. And, and, but ultimately we give because we need to be carried by God. We need to depend upon God for our security, not upon ourselves. We don't serve because God has no other means of reaching this world but through us. We serve because He's called us to and we, we do that in response to Him and He carries in us in that. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He doesn't need our offerings because He can't get by without them. We don't carry God, He carries us. And so I'm going to get Carl to, to pop up this morning and um, we're going to finish in song. I promised you it would be shorter. But what I want you to reflect on as Carl begins to pray and then we're going to sing a final worship song is, is what is it that you've been carrying? Maybe it's God, maybe, maybe you feel like you've been carrying God or a ministry or a church or or a family, or a workplace? What is it that you've been carrying that you realize, I shouldn't be carrying this, or I should, should be asking God to, to, to come and, and carry me? Or, or What is it that you're carrying? What's your washing machine? What's your pump jack that you need to just stop, put down, and allow God to carry you? And so I'm going to pray, and then as Carl begins to, to play... And as we step into worship, I just want you to, to take this moment of, of just going, I've been carrying something I should have. Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So we're going to take this moment of just releasing 
our burdens back to Jesus. So Father, I just pray that you'd reveal by your spirit this morning all the things that we've been carrying that you would not have us carry. I pray that we would remember those words that, that we'd be released by Isaiah 46, 1-4 with the truth that we don't carry you, you carry us. And so Father, I just pray that whatever we have sought to bear, seeking to honor you, seeking to glorify you, but, but also inadvertently seeking to take your place, Lord, I pray that whatever we've been carrying, that you would have us put back in your arms. I pray that you would just release that from us this morning. And so Father, I pray this morning that in Jesus' names, burdens would be lifted off, that chains would be broken, that, that freedom would be released over us. We don't carry you, Father. You carry us from conception to, to the day that we die and beyond. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.